Good afternoon. Welcome in once again. Jimmy B and TC on the air with you. It's a football Friday. Cyhawk week is coming to an end as we are right at 24 hours away from kickoff. Jimmy B, can you feel it? Oh, man, I am, like, so excited again for this game. And, look, I know everybody is saying that, well, we're not going to get the kind of game that we got last year, that wild, crazy overtime shootout. Trent, I hope that this game again comes down to the final whistle and somebody is trying to, whoever has the ball last, has a chance to win. And I I, I love those kind of games and the build-up to this game. Going to catch a break, it looks like, with the weather. So I, I can't wait. I cannot wait for Saturday afternoon. Are we going to, if we get a well-played, not a sloppy, but a well-played, good defensive 2017 game, you're going to yeah. be fine with that because I know you love be offense. Good. I know you love I, offense. I do. I do. I do. I, I like to see teams put points on the board. I would be fine with, with that kind of game, especially if it is well played. Uh, you know me. I'd, I'd love to see uh, 38-31, something like that. I don't know if that will happen, of course. But still, uh, I, I, I'm just an offensive guy. And, boy, that didn't sound good. But I am. So from that standpoint, yeah, I'd like to see points on the board. Uh, I think it can happen. I, I don't expect both teams to put up 40 like they did last time. But I, I just hope that it's A, what you said, a well-played game, and B, uh, whoever has the ball last has a chance to win. I, I just The excitement level, people chewing the fingernails off their thumb, it will, it will just be just unbelievable if that's the case. If it comes down to a kick, how yeah. uh, how excited oh, would boy. you be if you're an Iowa State fan and it's Connor Asali, a guy that we didn't know until two weeks ago, or a freshman and Braden Narvison, or Chris Francis, who has a strong leg, accuracy's never been out there. If it comes down, it is 21-20 Cyclones with a <laughs> 39-yard field goal from the left half. Yeah. Uh -huh. How confident would you be if you had a rooting interest in the clones? Here's what I would do. I would place a call to Cole Netton right now <laughs> and make sure that he's in the game so I can bring him in as a surprise field goal kicker if that's the case. Uh. I don't I I can't trust any of these guys. Trent, we don't even know who they are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean when you think about it, we we really don't uh it's, you know, kind of one of those things like like we go back to saying on the uh, on the game that's canceled, you never really got a chance to really see much. And when they tried they trotted that kid out to kick the extra point, I'm, I was like, wait a minute, where's the two deep here? I'm looking for this guy's name. <laughs> oh, Jimmy B, very very true. Well, coming up today, I know you got to uh, run out for a little bit. We'll get you back later on for your picks, but I got Chris okay. Andrews stopping by today. Really excited to get his perspective from the South Point Casino. He's a sportsbook director. What he's seeing in the Iowa-Iowa State game, where the sharp money is coming in, where the public is on Hawkeyes and Cyclones. We'll do that with Chris. We'll also talk a little bit with him. Week one of the NFL, get into the games on Sunday and Monday with Chris Andrews. That comes your way here in about seven, eight minutes. After that, got Wolfgang stopping in for a while. Going to talk, break down this game, get his perspective on things. Didn't have an opportunity to talk with him earlier this week because of Labor Day. So I know Wolfgang's got a lot to say. Then in the 5 o'clock hour, Lee Sterling will be here, Jimmy B. Always fun to uh, get that. I know mm -hmm. you're going to be able to get back and, and rejoin us for that one. 
Lee Sterling with his five-pack of picks for this week, including his look at Iowa, Iowa State. That'll be coming your way in the 5 o'clock hour, and then we'll wrap it up with our picks. Pretty good day. Pretty good day. But we got to take an early break. Jimmy B's bouncing out of here for a little bit. He'll be back in the 5 o'clock hour. Back with more on the other side. It's Jimmy B and TC. All right, welcome back as we take you up until 6 o'clock here tonight. Then high school football takes the airwaves tonight. It'll be Des Moines Lincoln against Urbanale in our Central Iowa game of the week. But right now, time to take a look at the lines inside the numbers and a whole lot more with our good buddy Chris Andrews from the South Point Casino in Vegas. Chris, how are things? Football's upon us. Uh, football's definitely upon us. Uh, I... Uh... Every year, I love when it comes, and I rue the day that it does. So. <laughs> well, Chris, as you know, this week, the, the biggest rivalry week in our state with Iowa, Iowa State playing. So get to start with the college football and start with the Hawkeyes and Cyclones. Uh, tell us, first of all, I know this was one of the games of the year for a number of people. If you had a line posted for game of the year with Iowa, Iowa State this season, and couple that with where you sit right now as we uh, get ready for the game on Saturday afternoon. Well, we opened this Iowa at 7 over Iowa State, and it uh, didn't take long for the wise guys to jump in. They took the 7. I moved it down to 6. They took the 6. I went all the way to 4 with it. you got to remember, I'm going against the All-Stars here when I open these. <laughs> and uh, they took the 4. So we wound up at 3, and we kind of settled in there, and we had like a uh, two-way play at the 3. Now, this week... Uh, I opened Iowa a three and a half point favorite, and the more I looked at it, I went to four with the game. And, uh, I, I really, uh, listen, Iowa played very well the second half from what I could see. Now, I don't get to, everybody thinks I get to sit here and watch the games. I don't. <laughs> I, I get to watch a bunch of them, but I don't get to watch any one in particular that closely. Although I want to watch this one as much as I could. Uh, you know, they struggled a little bit the first half. And, uh, you know, things kind of came together with them, uh, for them in the second half. You know, Iowa State really could have used that game last week. You know, I think teams improve a lot from the first game to the second game. I think we see that fairly often. Um, and I, I, the more I looked at the game, uh, I thought that the original three and a half was a little bit cheap. So I, I kind of like Iowa this week. I think that, uh, you know, just the way they put things together that second half and the fact that Iowa State did not have their game last week like they were supposed to, uh, I think that's going to hurt them. And uh, Iowa, very good home team, as I'm sure you know. Uh, big rivalry. But, uh, you know, I like both programs. Um, but uh, I think Iowa gets this one. Chris, uh, what do you look at the numbers that have come in and the betters that have come in on Iowa State keeping driving that price down? Is yeah. it is it sharp betters? Is it just a lot of public money? Can, do you see how that's uh, come in for you with the Cyclones at this point? Definitely sharp money, no okay. doubt about it. And uh, I think I told you I was on the uh, Iowa State campus a couple weeks yeah. ago, and uh, boy, they're optimistic about their football <laughs> team, which I don't always hear every year, to tell you the truth. You might hear some different stuff, well, but I, I don't. Uh, but boy, they were, I mean, everybody I talked to, I love talking to the local fans and what they think. And I mean, they are really bullish on their team this year. So, uh, and I think they'll have a good year. I think they'll mm-hmm. be pretty good. Well, and, and it's funny, Chris, I, I've been doing this for 14 years. This is the most optimistic I've personally been for an Iowa State team. But it doesn't matter if it looks like they're going to be 0 12 on paper. They're always optimistic <laughs> up at 8. Oh, are they really? They're, okay. they're, they're an optimistic bunch with their squad, and they, they have reason to. But you're right. You bring up, 
not being able to get that game in, 13 plays, less than five minutes of game play against South Dakota State. Yeah. Get some new guys, their feet underneath them. Help us out here for people that had a bet on that. Akron, Nebraska also rained out, you know, something like that. Is it just strictly refund? I know they're talking about possibly Nebraska, Akron getting back together later in the year and possibly playing that game. How does it work if you have an outstanding bet and they say would move that game to later in the year? Well, no, it has to be completed on the day that okay. it's scheduled, you know, or else uh, no action. Uh, I heard some people talk about an Iowa State-Nebraska game, which I think would be fantastic, you know, and uh, I guess they're they're saying cooler heads prevailed and they're not going to go ahead and do that. And I'm thinking, man, I, I, that that seems to me like it'd be a fantastic game. I'd love to see that. So, But evidently, uh, I'd say at this point in time, it doesn't look like that's going to happen, which is too bad. I'd love to see that, and especially if both teams doesn't look like they're going to qualify for their championship game, play it in Kansas City You know that sure. first uh, Saturday in December. I think that'd be awesome to see, and maybe a bull bid would be on the line for one of the teams, something right. like that. Could be really I think cool. it's going to be very close for both of yeah. those teams, so they may need that extra game. So, and I think it'd be very wise to do that. Chris, one more on the Iowa-Iowa State matchup and dealing with the total. I, I've seen that number kind of shift down. I, right away, my first inclination was to fire at the under, but that number is starting to get kind of tempting back the other way. What do you see in terms of total? Anybody sharp or square playing uh, on the over-under for Iowa-Iowa State? Not yet, Trent. I, I'm sitting at 47. I see... Couple places, uh, one place as low as 46, and a couple other places as high as 47 and a half. So I, nothing really indicating yet, but, uh, we have almost no action on the total. A little bit on the over, but nothing really much. We opened 47, that's where we're at right now. All right, Chris, let's jump into some of the other big college games of the weekend. Chris Anders joining us from okay. the South Point Casino. And, uh, well, Iowa State near and dear to my heart. There's one near sure. here to your heart coming up this week. Night oh, yeah. game, ABC, Penn State making their way to Pittsburgh to take on the Panthers. Well, you know, Penn State really struggled last week um, You know, against a pretty good team. But, I mean, really, they should have handled them much easier than they did. Pitt played uh, Albany, and, you know, they looked good, not great. And uh, like I said, teams improve a lot after that first game. The Penn State really needs to improve quite a bit. They're eight and a half point favorites over Pitt. We got good two way business on this one. Uh, first wave came in on Pitt, took the eight and a half. Second wave came in on Penn State, they laid the eight. So we're back to the original eight and a half. But a uh, lot of business on this game. You know, you've been to the South Point here. We've got a lot of Pittsburgh people, a lot of Pennsylvania <laughs> people hanging there. They're not afraid to express their opinion with their wallets, I can tell you that. Uh, so it should be a, a terrific game. I'm really looking forward to it. But I have to tell you, as a Penn State fan, I'm, I'm a little shaky. I, I'm hoping we're okay, but I did not like the way that defense looked. And uh, Pitt's going to be a little bit more of a challenge than Appalachian State, I think. But Appalachian State's pretty good. There's nothing to sneeze at. No, no. They moved the ball incredibly effectively in that fourth quarter yeah. and, and put yeah. the scare into Penn State. Fun game, though. And it, it's always fun when you get a, a nail-biter every once in a while, even if you're a Penn State fan and didn't want to see well, I'm that. I'm glad we were on the right end <laughs> right, at, at right, the right, final. No doubt. So I can tell you that. Help me out here, Chris. Texas A&M has always recruited well. Yep. Never really played that well. We got Clemson <laughs> making their way down there. And yes, the 12th man will be crazy, at least for a while. I see that point spread 
trickling down lower and lower. I, I know it's early in the year. We'll see if Trevor Lawrence, how much run he's going to get at quarterback against Kelly Bryant there for Clemson. But I don't know. I, I can't buy the Aggie hype for this one and buying that price. Where are you guys at for the big game of the weekend? Well, we're at 12 right now. We opened 12 and a half, and we did get a little money on Texas A&M. And, uh, you know, Trent, I, I agree with you. They, they recruit really well, as well they should. You're an SEC team playing in Texas. Now, a lot of those Texas kids, I mean, I'm sure they want to go and play at Texas or Texas Tech or, you know, whoever. But you got a chance to play against SEC teams uh, and stay in your home state. So I think Sumlin recruited very well. You know, I think Fisher's going to recruit very well. Uh, but they better produce on the field, and so far we haven't seen that. Now, Clemson, of course, is not an SEC team, but they sure play like one, yes. and, and they win like one. So uh, I, I think the number's about right. I think it's going to be a very interesting game, obviously, to watch, but I think it's, uh, you know, I'm not crazy about the money. If I was a Texas A&M fan, I'm not sure I would be backing them with my wallet on this one. Uh, I did, like I said, I made the number twelve and a half myself, and that's what we opened it. Little money on A&M, not a whole lot, but uh, it's going to take some beating to beat this Clemson team, home or away. They're very, very good. So week two, you know, we hear about come back after a tough loss. A lot of people I've heard this week are talking about jumping on Michigan. Don't worry about laying the four touchdowns, and then you get the other side. <laughs> After the big win, Notre Dame, hey, grab all those points with Ball State. You know, di- different theories that are out there, different angles to take. Do you subscribe to any of those, Chris? I, I know there's numbers that that can back up some of them, or is it is it grasping at straws? You know, there are numbers that could back that up, uh, but you have to pick your spots. I mean, uh, I, I thought Ball State was one of those teams played really well last week. Um, you know, they looked pretty good. Now, is Notre Dame going to totally fall asleep against an in-state rival like that? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know. Probably gun to my head, I would probably take Ball State, just thinking Notre Dame really likes running the ball, and I think they'll be able to run the ball against Ball State, and that will eat up a lot of clocks. So I think in that sense, the number might be a little too high, 34.5. Now, conversely, I think the Michigan number is right about where it should be. I'm seeing 27.5, 28. Uh, you know, I think that's probably about right. Uh, but I, you know, I don't know. I just, uh, I had, I, I went on record, you know, uh, Trent, I went on record before the year saying, I didn't think Michigan was going to be nearly as good as a lot of people did, thought they were. And I think they showed they have some offensive problems. I think defense is going to be fine. But, uh, you know, again, an in-state rival like this, you know, we know Western Michigan is going to definitely be way up for this game. And um, I, th- I think the number's about right. If Michigan you know, beats them by 35, I'm not going to be that surprised. But if they struggle and only win by 14 or 17, I'm not going to be that surprised either. Like I said, I don't think Michigan is nearly as good as advertised. Chris Andrews ahead of the curve, as always, on that. Hey, one more on college. It's the late national game, if you will. ESPN will have it. 845, uh, 9.45 Central Time, Arizona State hosting Michigan State. Now, Iowans know about that road trip west. It hasn't been pretty for them throughout the years. Wisconsin knows the same. In fact, the Big Ten in general is normally awful in these spots. You couple that, speaking of angles, Mark D'Antonio 1-8 and eight against the spread the last nine games as a road favorite. And here they go into Arizona State with Herm Edwards. 
I, I, I sense a trap here. I'm all about Arizona State. I'm grabbing the points <laughs> this weekend. And you know what? I might take a little taste of that money line, Chris. What do you see it out in Vegas? Well, I, you know, I don't blame you. That sounds like a pretty good play. You can get like uh, plus 210 for your money right nice. now on Arizona State. I, you know, I have gone on record. I've been at VSIN, and a lot of people have been knocking Coach Edwards. Uh, I've gone on record th- saying I think he's going to be successful at Arizona State. Now, does that mean this year? I, you know, I'm not so sure because I know he lost a couple of the coordinators that he wanted to get uh, that were already at Arizona State. So that's probably going to hurt them a little bit this year. But I think, you know, I, listen, I've, I've seen him speak. I was at a conference one time when he spoke. I mean, he's really inspirational. And I think he's going to get those kids to really play hard. Don't forget, this game's in Arizona State. You know, it's hot. (laughs) Let me tell you, it's kind of like Las Vegas. It's going to be hot. And uh, I'm sure the Michigan State kids are in great shape. But, boy, you get in that fourth quarter and it's still 100 degrees outside. You know, it's uh, it's not that easy to compete. And uh, I, I kind of like uh, like your side in this one. And like I said, I've gone on record. And a lot of people laughed at me and let them laugh. I think this is a pretty good team. Like I said, I, I think there will be about six, seven wins this year. But I think in the I think they made a very good hire. I think they'll look back five years from now and say, yeah, this team uh, – uh, we we hired the right guy. Michigan State struggled offensively last year. They or last week. They do this almost every year. It takes a couple of weeks for that offense to get going. You're laying points on the road. I think you got to take the dog here. I think the dog's really live to win the game outright. And uh, with the points, I think there's no question that you know, for my money, that would be the only side I could have here. Chris Sanders from the South Point Casino Sportsbook Director. There, Chris. Before we run out of time to the NFL. One game already in the books with Atlanta-Philadelphia. Let's uh, take a look at a little Midwest flavor for us here. Sunday Night Football. The Bears with Khalil Mack. Let's start right there. Did, did that adjust your power numbers at all? I know in the past you've told us you know, how much a quarterback can influence. Last year, Aaron Rodgers, you know, what he meant to power numbers for Green Bay. Does Khalil Mack joining the Bears move them at all in your numbers? They did, you know, and he's uh, one of the few defensive num- uh, guys who, defensive players who would move a number for me. Actually did a little thing for Visa and they asked me to say what non-quarterbacks would move your number. Khalil Mack probably at the, uh, top of the class. I mean, he's an edge rusher. Uh, you know, obviously the Bears gave up an awful lot to get this guy in. They believe that he can help them right away. I think they're kind of right. Uh, I did adjust their season win total. I adjusted them to win the division. I adjusted them to win the Super Bowl and the conference. And uh, I didn't do much with this first game, but, Trent, the money is all definitely on the Bears in this one uh, from wi- from the wise guys anyway. Public's always going to bet Green Bay in these kind of spots. And, uh, yeah, I'd like to get as much Green Bay money as I can here because not that I like either side. I really don't. But uh, but the wise guys are all over the Bears on this one. I've seen uh, 25 years of ineptitude against Green Bay for my Bears, so uh, <laughs> if I had to make a pick, I'd, I'd be taking the home team at Lambeau Field, but we'll see. Of course, you're too young to remember that 85 Oh, game, I remember. So, okay. I remember. That was the oh, okay. beginning, and all in right. fact, that's where okay. my fandom came from, because okay. if it wasn't that, I'd be a Minnesota Vikings fan, as most everybody in my family uh, is. Let's uh, take a look at the Vikings 49ers coming to town. You got Jimmy G, little buzz there. Had that nice end of the season, of course. Six, six and a half, I see the numbers. Where are you guys at right now with the Vikings at home? 
Well, we're at six and a half. We got bet up there. We opened the game four and a half. Uh, you know, now when I say this, we, we opened it back in April last year. So six months ago or whatever. You know, so it's been a steady attack on Minnesota. Uh, you know, I think Minnesota right now, very, very good team. I don't know what they won 13 games last year. I don't know if they can match that, but it's funny. Uh, we were just looking at it today. I had somebody from LA call me, one of the TV stations. Who do you have the most money on to win the Super Bowl? And it's the Vikings more than wow. anybody else yeah which kind of surprised me too you know but uh listen they got a very very good team uh you know we'll see what kirk cousins can do i i think he's a good quarterback i think they probably overpaid for him a little bit but uh this is a very good team uh they're playing uh jimmy Garoppolo's niners who have never lost with him at quarterback so uh, we'll see what happens i think the number's getting up there a little bit too high like i said we're at six and a half wouldn't surprise me if we uh wind up at seven on this game as a matter of fact i'm pretty sure we will i think at that point you might want to jump in and take san francisco but uh, before that all those sharp money is definitely on minnesota no doubt a lot of money <clears throat> excuse me on the vikings uh very interesting there in those Super Bowl futures. One more on the local front. Kansas City's making their way west out to L.A. to take on the Chargers at beautiful little StubHub Center uh, for that matchup there. Kansas City's schedule, incredibly difficult early on. First six are an absolute bear. A lot of people have the Chargers in this one. Three and a half uh, looks to be the number. I just wonder, can the Chiefs stop anybody this year? That defense has been atrocious, Chris. Well, I think uh, when you look at this game, the wise guys are on the, the Chargers minus the three, but they're on the Chiefs plus the three and a half. And I think that's just the way that this game's going to go. Uh, personally, you know, I know Andy Reid certainly has his flaws. I mean, it's almost, well, every coach, and I would say all of us, have flaws. But his mostly come in the playoffs. I think Andy Reid gets this team ready. I kind of like Kansas City in this game. Uh, you know, the Chargers have just found ways to blow games, close games over the years. I don't think that's any coincidence. I think we just keep seeing it happening uh, year in and year out. And I think it's one of those games that has a pretty good chance to go down to the wire. And uh, I think Andy Reid's going to come up with something to pull this game up. Going to be fun. Football upon us once again. Chris Andrews from the South Point Casino joining us. And uh, always enjoy the conversation. Chris, I'll let you get back to the work. I know... As we were talking, you're moving numbers. You're a busy man out there at the South Point. <laughs> We've been swamped. I got to tell you, it's fun, but uh, you know, it's uh, it's a lot of work. That's for sure. <laughs> so keeping you busy. Thanks so much for your time today, Chris. All right, buddy. You got it. We'll talk again soon. Chris Anders from the South Point, breaking down all the angles of the weekend coming up here on the betting slope. All right, going to see Chris in a couple weeks. I'll be out there, Iowa, Wisconsin week. Yes, I will not be in Kinnick Stadium, but if there's ever a place to be, it's got to be Vegas. And in fact, I haven't been out there for a big college football weekend before. I I was there before in December. College season was over. It was before the Bulls went on. There was NFL Sunday to bet on, but but nothing like this. And you guys know my affinity for the college game. This could be trouble. I mean, this this could be trouble or very profitable. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I'm looking forward to it. Always look forward to uh, hanging out with Chris Andrews out there, too. The VEASAN studios are set up. In fact, if you if you listen to VEASAN, might be hearing me. No, de- no full details, but Chris and I were talking. Maybe they might be looking for a little Iowa-Wisconsin preview, the more Iowa angle to things. So, hey, maybe. Your boy. 
showing up on Beeson. That is inside the South Point Casino. Very cool setup there. Last time I was there, they were working on it. Chris couldn't tell me what was going on. Here it is. Brett Musburger and company doing really cool things out there. Gambling talk. Well, we got picks coming up still here today. Not a bad start to the season. We'll try to make you some more money. Eh, don't follow our picks all season long. It, it sometimes can be a fruitful proposition, but come on, do your own work. I try to do my work. It's gambling. I mean, does, does anybody here really get rich gambling? It's an entertainment tax. That's how I look at it, an entertainment tax. A little juice in the game, a little skin in the game. Have some fun with it. We'll have some fun with that coming up here before we get out at 6 o'clock tonight with our picks. Time out. Back with more in a moment. Trent kind of back with you and joined now by our buddy Wolfgang. You can find him on Twitter at Wolfgang Hawkeye. Wolfgang, we normally see you uh, on Mondays, but it was Labor Day, so you got the day off. I got the day off. That was nice, and fortunately I was sick, and I basically slept my day off away, but <laughs> I'm back at it. I'm grinding away. I got my football illness out of the way, hopefully for the season, and I'm ready for Cyhawk tomorrow, 4 o'clock kickoff on Big Fox. How excited are you? We got NFL. We got college football, we got Nike, we got basketball, Hawkeye basketball recruiting. There's so many things to talk about, Trent. Remember when we had to actually make up stuff? Remember that? Like, you mean, like, two weeks ago, remember that? Nah, no, we never make stuff up. There's always relevant things to talk about. Sometimes they're a little more of a struggle. Would you agree or disagree? Sounds like you're disagreeing today. I mean, I feel like there's too many things to talk about. Let's get to it, Brock. All right, let's get into it. Well, I'm, I'm going to leave it to you. I'll let you dictate where we start off this conversation. I'm always pushing and pulling you and prodding you and sometimes yelling at you if need be. <laughs> where, where do you want to go? Where would you like to see our conversation go today, Wolfgang? So, you know, uh, the people that don't know inside baseball stuff, we talk for real, like very small amount before we go on, right? Right. And I don't know how you are if you're, you said, I remember you said in front of me when I was in studio with you, you said something like, you are different with Ken and me and Jimmy B. What, do you, yeah. what does that mean? The conversation just is different with everybody. And... You understand, am I putting you on the spot there? Well, what, what does that mean? Like, what do you mean? I, I just think the conversations that we have are different. You know, with, with Ken, we are very simpatico. We don't want to talk about kind of outside stuff. We don't want to get into the politics. We don't want to talk National Anthem. We don't want to talk Nike and Colin Kaepernick. We just want to talk about the game. I, I feel like I can talk with some of those other things with you more. And with Jimmy B, he's just a goofball. So you never know where things are going to go. <laughs> you know the old man. Yeah, he's taking a little break right now as we're talking. But, you know, it's, it's different. But isn't that with everybody and every walk of life that you have? You talk differently with Tiff than you do with... The kids that you talk to at the lady at work with your secretary. I mean, everybody you talk to differently, and it's the same thing here. The conversations and with everybody's different. I don't think see, I change. The, the basis of who I am is the same. The conversation just goes in a different direction. So Kenny, Kenny would hate this. Ken, excuse me, he, likes, he hates Kenny. Ken yes. would hate this conversation we're having right now, right? The fact that we're discussing how you discuss things with different guys, Jimmy B, Ken, and myself. No, I he don't think so. This. No, no, no. You don't think so? No, Ken and I, we, we have fun from time to time. We, we always have fun. <laughs> no, seriously, I, I've done sports talk radio, as I've told you, for a long time now. 
it is the easiest two hours working with Ken that I've ever had. It, it, you it, actually have told me that, and that was off the radio. Not on yeah, the radio. You told me that off the radio. It, it absolutely flies by. There's times that it's more <laughs> interesting with different people in the past. There are things that happen that are, that are a lot different. But in terms of just sitting down, talking sports, it, and it's never forced, it's never pulled, it, it's, it's incredibly easy with Ken. He is an absolute pro. It's a pleasure working with him every single day. 12 to 2, 1700, the champ, KBGG. You got it. All right, let me go. You, you gave me the uh, floor so I can go where I want, right? Yeah, yeah. Where, where are you going next? All right. It is Cyhawk oh. week, by the way. This is, we're not talking to June, you know. I know, but what I'm saying is, is I've, I've found this. I've, I've Mark How, like Mark Morehouse, John Miller, Kay Kurt, um, everybody, you, Jimmy B, Ken Miller, name them. You name them. And I'm looking for the storyline that I see that everybody else is not finding. You can sit here. I know you'll poo-poo me. That's fine. <laughs> I know you will. I know, I know what you're going to do. It's, it's fine. Okay, okay, okay. I'm ready for this. The storyline that has been forgotten, yeah. and I tweeted this out probably midday, something like that today, Iowa and Iowa State are completely underrated right now and overlooked. Give me a. Can you give me like thirty seconds on that? Do you agree or no? And then I'll give you some some of my stuff. But I think Iowa and Iowa State are completely overrated, or excuse me, underrated. If you look at the coaches' poll and if you look at um, the AP poll, it's ridiculous. You don't you don't find why is this storyline not being put out there? Iowa and Iowa State are good, dude. I'm serious. This is you are on radio now, Trent. This is a good time to be on the radio, man and sell advertising and have people listening, this is the best time. Seriously. It is a great time. There, there's no doubt about it. And I, I consider myself lucky to be able to do this each and every day. I love it. Some days are a grind, as you know, Wolfgang, but I'm not digging ditches. I'm talking about sports. There, there's more that goes into it than just that. People think it's that, just that, and I flip on my microphone at noon to two, and then four to six, and that's it. There's a lot more involvement than just that, but... It, it is a privilege, and during this week with what's going on, it's wonderful. I, I love this game this year. And, and this is an angle I don't know if many people have gone. You know, everybody tries to play, at least in the media, nicey-nice. And it's funny. Am I nicey-nice? Overrated, underrated, or about right? There are not 39 teams better than I when I was eight. Give me a break. Nationally, it's kind of the prove-it stage, though, isn't it? No, it's not. It's looking at what people have back, looking at what Iowa State did last year, looking at what Iowa has done for years and years and years and years, and the fact that one of the polls has Iowa State ahead of Iowa, it's interesting, right? Do you not find that interesting, a guy that okay. now has the most... Go ahead. You, you, you mentioned Iowa. Iowa has been ranked one time at the end of the year in the last eight years. If you're somebody in... I don't know, Moose Jaw, Montana, and you're an AP voter, and you realize that one time in the last eight seasons, are you giving Iowa the benefit of the doubt? Honestly, no. Iowa State won a bowl game last year. Now, how are you going to spin this? I'm, I'm looking forward to this right now. Please go. Before that, though, had not been relevant, had been a laughingstock of Power 5 conference football 
for a number of years. Yeesh, I wouldn't go that far. And been digging later. themselves out of an incredible crater. Haven't won a conference title since Jimmy B was born, 1908. <laughs> the Titanic, yes. So, and that's somebody that deserves the benefit of the doubt. That's how I look at it. I and Iowa State have to prove it. So I don't have a problem with where they are in the AP. The opportunities are in front of them. Oklahoma's on the schedule next week for Iowa State. They get Iowa and Oklahoma back-to-back. All right, here's your chance to prove it. Iowa, you got your chance. Beat Iowa State at home. Beat Wisconsin at home. You go in then to your final eight games. Then a chance to win a division title and go and prove yourself from there. You got to do it on the field. Iowa or Iowa State don't deserve the benefit of the doubt right now. It's not about benefit of the doubt. It's what do you have coming back? What did you see last year? Where do you see the program going? I don't give a crap what you've seen in 1912 when the Titanic sank. I don't care, Trent. It doesn't matter. Iowa State beat Oklahoma at Oklahoma last year, a team that should have beaten Georgia. And I swear to you, Trent, had Oklahoma gotten into the championship game against Alabama, they would have won. I mean, they threw Oklahoma through that game away, and when I was in California and I rewatched that game, I couldn't believe it. I could not believe how they just threw that out there. Iowa State beat them, and you read. An, I read an article last year, Trent, about Iowa State Oklahoma. It's the most lopsided uh, rivalry, quote unquote, rivalry mm-hmm. in the history of college sports. Yeah, they, they they haven't beat Oklahoma at home since I think Kennedy was president. And I'm not making, this isn't a joke. I'm not joking right now. No, I, I literally, I, I, an article I read, yeah. it was either one, two, or three. Iowa State, Oklahoma is the most lopsided bowl bleep before last year's game, before last year's game that you've ever seen, Trent. Well, and it's, and it's and not they like one it. victory tilts it. I mean, you get one victory every 25 years, it doesn't make it a rivalry suddenly. Well, I'm just trying to give you when I read the article. I'm yeah, trying to. It, and what I'm saying is I and Iowa State don't that, deserve Grant? the benefit of the doubt. It's as simple as that. You got to prove it. You got to prove give it. Give a crap about. What you say? Say what you just said again, and then let me go, please. It so, is. It is relevant. Benefit of the doubt. Who cares? It is cares relevant. About benefit of the doubt. The because we're, we're need not to look talking. at Iowa and Iowa State, Trent. They need to look at them and say they do. Okay, this they Iowa do. State team is on the rise. And this is where I think they are right now. Right now they're saying Iowa State is 40-ish. Iowa is 40-ish. Bullcrap, man. Seriously, and you know that. Are you disagreeing? Not at all. They're, they're way better than 40th. Way better? Both teams. I, the difference between 40th and, and 24th is a game. It's the difference between 8 and 4 and 7 and 5. I haven't seen anything in the 13 plays we saw from Iowa State and in really a half of fo- oh football against Northern Illinois. Oh, my God, you're being such a jerk right now. Seriously, I love you, man, but you're being a jerk. I'm not being a jerk. I, why does Iowa deserve the benefit of the doubt over Oregon, South Carolina, Florida, or Oklahoma State? Why? Why do those teams deserve more credit than programs that have done more? Because you want the answer to that, or you just Yeah, no, no, I do. Put your fingers in your ears and not listen to me. I'm I, I try to listen. I know you say I suck at listening, but I'm going to try. <laughs> and I, you're, right, you're not wrong, seriously. Um, I was number 35. They have a five-way tie in the coaches' poll with South Florida, Duke, and App State. That's, okay, at some point it's embarrassing that this coach, Kirk Barrett, who is a very, very good coach, 
that NFL people love, for whatever reason, other coaches don't give them the benefit of the doubt, and other AP you know sports writers don't give him the doubt. He knows what he's doing. The people that know what they're doing know Kirk Ferentz is a good coach, and for whatever reason, we're around 40-ish in AP and, and, and uh, coaches' bowl. So I don't know what to say. Well, I, a, I, I would tell you this. Who cares? Who cares about I the do. AP and coaches' bowl I care, They're I not care. relevant. They don't matter. We have a committee. They make the decision. And if I and Iowa State run the table, guess what? They're going to get their shot. And if either of them go 11-1 and and then win their conference championship, guess what? They'll be in the college football playoff. So, Wolfgang, who cares if some guy sitting out in Maine thinks that Memphis is a better team than Iowa is right now, that thinks Hawaii is better than Iowa State right now, because they have a chance to prove it. That's what makes college football at the power conference level so good. Just let stupidity stand. I won't. I won't do that. If you want to do that and just say... And you want to poo-poo the people that think Hawaii and I were on the same level, or Iowa State and let me see what I, I wrote this crap down. So this came off the cuff, but like Duke and App State and Iowa State's like tied with uh, no Hawaii and I don't I do not like that. I don't think that's cool. Iowa State is a really good program right now. Right now, I'm not talking about in the past. I'm talking right now. So if those people don't get it that are actually voting. They need to do their homework, Trent. You've done your homework. Let me ask you this. So it's very easy to say those people don't know what they're doing. Where would you have I when Iowa State? Let me ask you that right there now. I don't care what they would do. You're in the state of Iowa, uh-huh. okay? We're not flyover country. Right. We are, but we're not. It pisses me off, and you get mad at me when I say we, when I'm talking about Iowa or Iowa State or Drake or you and I. Sorry, that's who I am. We. I get mad, man. I when Iowa State are not forty-ish, dude. Well, you're saying forty-ish, but they're actually not forty-ish. They're thirty-eight 30. and forty. Okay, what poll 40, are you talking? Sorry, thirty-eight-ish. Thirty-eight. Are you being real right now? Are you well, joking? I mean, you're, you're you're trying to make it sound even worse than it actually is. Oh, so it, you got mad at me for saying forty-ish when they're actually thirty-eight and forty before the season. Before the season began, I had Iowa nine and three. At the end of the regular season, if I was 9-3, and three, they will certainly be a top 25 team. If I had a preseason poll, I'd have Iowa probably in that 22-25 to 25 range, and I'd have Iowa State there or just on the outside looking in. I didn't do the exercise of putting together a full top 25, but if I did, I think I would have had Iowa there. I would have had Iowa State probably just outside of it. That's so why wait I don't have a big problem with this. Wait, you just said Iowa in the top 25 if you had to say after the first game. Is that what you said? No, no, no. I said before the season. At Iowa 9-3, and three, I would have had them 22, 23, 24, probably right in that range. Iowa State, I had 8-4. and four. If I put together a full top 25, they probably would have been just short of it. In the If I ranked 30 teams, they probably would have been 30th. And this is the thing that annoys me and probably annoys you, and I have no idea how to do it. You'll have to tell me. So are we are we rating the best teams or how the like the records will play out, the games will play out. If a team is eight and four, are they better than the team that is nine and two in another conference? I watched uh, Michigan. They played as bad as you could ever play, Trent. And they had and a chance could, to win that game. Is so nobody's saying that. Have you heard anybody say that? Not very they, many people. No. 
they literally crapped down their leg and whizzed down their leg. They played as bad as they could have, missing interceptions in the end zone, missing missing catches in the end zone. Nobody's pointing any of this crap out. They're just saying Michigan played bad. Yeah, they were at the 50-yard line with, what, a minute to go? Mm-hmm. And could have beaten the team that now everybody loves, Notre Dame. Does nobody point this crap out? I watched the game, dude. It's That's what you can't just watch ESPN, Fox, NBC, and CBS. You have to watch the games. Michigan is no joke, dude. Seriously. They had a chance to win that game, and they played horrible. They did not execute, man. Listen, a little less than a minute left. They're just about to the 50-yard line. They have a chance to tie that thing up. Yeah, I. Uh. No, I have not heard your opinion. You tell me. So Michigan... Like, that was a, like a, like, they did not get it done when they had to get it done. But, I mean, that touchdown that they got in the end zone, did you see that? Mm-hmm. The Michigan guy was there. The Notre Dame reached over him and got the touchdown. Did nobody see any of this crap? A pick six that could have been for Michigan. So everybody's poo-pooing Michigan, and they may fall apart, dude. They may literally fall apart. But that game, Michigan played as bad as they could. And I knew, I knew ESPN and all the people were going to say, eh, look at the Big Ten, eh, overrated, they suck. Yeah, Michigan sucked as bad as they could and almost beat Notre Dame. Seriously, has nobody given you that opinion, Trent? I haven't asked for it, but I, I am with you on that. That is something we have an agreement. So, what, you got Michigan fourth, fifth in your AP poll? Where, where do you no, go? No, because I... I know that if this were a 16-team playoff and they actually had Ugh. something to play for now, Ugh. look out. I would pick Michigan. 16-team Not playoff. pick them to win it. No, what are you doing? What are you? Ugh. I know. I understand you're with the national media and you, you get all these stuff that you have to you know, repeat and parrot. What do <laughs> yeah, you think? Yeah, yes, yes. People are sending me information here. What do you think? Yeah, you like a 16-team playoff? I mean, talk about making a regular season irrelevant. Wake me up, I guess, in January. All right, wake me up after Alabama or Clemson wins. How about that? Why it'd be different with the sixteen team bracket? Yeah, it would be. You don't you don't believe it would be different? No. Why? Why not? Cream rises to the top. No, it doesn't. Cle- Alabama how, how did if we not got only to this win point? their conference. Alabama didn't win their conference. Right. Or- and they still went through and won the national title. So you're you're I don't understand what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. What are you saying? Is that other teams can come and beat Alabama, but Alabama they couldn't last has year. Choice every year, everybody they're going to be in the final four every year. Trent, whether they be zero, one, or two games every year, they're going to be there. Well, that's not true because a they missed, and it's simple. They start losing multiple games, they'll be out because that's the only criteria that the committee actually cares about. If you have a zero or one behind your name, that's it. That's all they care about. It doesn't matter well, that's what kind pathetic. of. And it doesn't matter what kind of schedule you put together, but if you're a power conference team and you have a zero or one, you get in. It's as simple as that. Hopefully that changes. I would like to see more in-depth thought process behind it. But what we've seen over the first four years of the college football playoff, that's not the case. Wolfgang, we're talking about things that we can certainly save for another time. Let's take a break. Can we talk about the Iowa State game, please? No. <laughs> we will. Next. 
I'm twisting the arms now. I'm taking back over control of this <laughs> crap show. We're getting things settled. Wolfgang and me, we're going to break down Iowa and Iowa State next here on 1700.